0: Welcome to Season 2 of Pasco Podcast, a series where we discuss leadership and public service. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the 550,000 plus residents of Pasco County, as represented by the Board of County Commissioners. It's through their trust and empowerment of our workforce and leadership team that we're able to bring you this podcast. We created this podcast to help public servants build leadership skills and leverage them for success by sharing the experiences of our peers. Hi, I'm Dan Biles, and welcome to our 13th episode of Pasco Podcast. And today, joining us is Fiscal Services Director, Jessica Blesser, and our ERP, or Enterprise Resource Planning Manager, make sure I get the acronym right, Denise Orlando. Correct. Welcome. Thank you. Really thrilled and honored for you all to be here today. Just kind of a little start, let's tell the audience a little bit about yourself, how you came to PASCO, and then kind of what your job entails.
1: Okay. Um, Well, thank you for having us. And I've pretty much been in Pasco my whole life. I'm originally from Ohio, but moved here when I was five. And I went to elementary, middle school, and high school here. I desperately wanted to leave my small little town. So I went to Providence, Rhode Island to attend Johnson and Wales University and discovered I hated the cold and the city life and <laughs> came right back and finished my graduate and under, my undergraduate and my graduate degree at St. Leo University. Um, prior to working for the county, I worked for two CPA firms and a chiropractic office. And then I saw an uh, opening for an Accountant 2 position, and I applied. I was an Accountant 2 for about six months and quickly moved into the Fiscal Services Manager role, which entailed supervising a team of six individuals who handled all of the accounting work for the Internal Services branch. Um, And then in 2018, I was promoted to the director after the previous director retired. And now um, I oversee the fiscal team and the ERP team. So I've had to learn a lot about technology, (laughs) Um,
2: but I've been here seven and a half years. All right, cool. Nice. Uh, I moved to Florida from Chicago um, 31 years ago Okay. and moved to Pasco when my daughter started kindergarten um, 26 years ago. Uh, I took a little time off to raise my family and went back into the workforce and I got a job at the uh, the Pasco School Board as a budget specialist. I worked there for six years and thought I needed a little break. So I came to work at the budget office here at Pasco County. A little break. Yeah. They like to joke around and say I worked there for like an hour and a half. I was there for... About a month or so, and was recruited to the ERP team because I had previous Munis experience, right. and they were going to be implementing Munis, so um, that's where I am. I started off as just uh, just a member of the ERP team, and then I worked my way up. and A year and a half ago, I was I became the ERP manager.
0: Right, right, and you say ERP team like that's a little thing, but
2: it's the enterprise resource planning management. It's the Finan- it's the software that supports the financial, human resources, and payroll um, data for the county, the, the board, the clerk, all of it.
0: So $1.7 billion budget this year. Every invoice, everything we touch yes. goes through your office. Correct. Right? Yes. You know, through your office and through the Munich system. Yes. So n- not a small impact. No. Right? So. No. So, so, again, this um, tell us a little bit about your leadership philosophy and, and how you lead your team.
2: Um I think if you have a team of individuals who you can empower, um, I like um, having subject matter experts, and I have a lot of my team. I have a great team. Um, if you give them um, the ability to think on their own and be a self-starter, and I have the, um, the luxury of having a team that I could be away for a day or two, two weeks. And I know that they can carry on, and like I was, like I was not even right. there. So, um, so I think as long as you give people um, the ability to not to feel like you're you're micromanaging them and um, learning on their own and respect. If you give respect, you'll get it back. And um, I just, I, you know, in communication, right? Okay, that is my biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. Communication. You got to talk. You gotta, yeah, you got to talk to people. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, building on what Denise just said, um, trusting and empowering the employees. Um, I'm a big believer in the servant leadership. I'm a fixer. I want to be there to help anybody. Doesn't matter who you are, what department you're in. If I can't help you, I'll try and find the right people to help you. Um, but allowing your team to do the work and come up with the ideas. They're the ones who do the work day in and day out.
0: Right. So is, um, is are growing in your career, um, yeah. How did you, and when did you realize, and how did you realize you wanted to lead others and kind of be the team lead or be the, you know, run the department?
1: I don't know that I ever dreamed of being a leader. <laughs> um, I went to school for accounting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I came to the county, we were in the process of getting ready to implement the new ERP system. So we were doing a lot of things manually and on paper. And even though we had the ERP team and um, some other champions. Getting ready right. for this, there was still a gap in the the coordination between the board side and the clerk side, and luckily I had other coworkers who were just as eager to get to know them and understand, you know, why we did things the way we did them. Because when I started here, I didn't have much training, and it was kind of, this is how we do it. This is this is if you need help, go talk to this person, but couldn't really give guidance. And um, so we started by taking a Pasco U class over in Dade City and we just went over and introduced ourselves at the clerk's office we just showed up in person didn't tell them they were a little shocked at the the she's no longer there um but the supervisor was just in awe like wait you're here to meet us and we're like yeah we talk to you every day on the phone let's 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 start building a better relationship and we started finance roundtables which is where purchasing OMB and the fiscal groups, Along with finance, get together probably about quarterly now. And we talk through any uh, issues or finding better ways to do things. And we still continue those today.
0: So, for those that don't understand the way Florida counties are organized, explain the role of the clerk versus the role of what you do, because it's not, it's kind of unique. It doesn't exist like that most places.
1: Correct. So, um, the fiscal side of things, department that we are in we handle all of the accounting as far as inputting and making sure things go to the right accounts but the clerk's office is actually responsible for serving as the pre-audit function and issuing checks or payments to the vendors and it's for
2: separation of duties
0: right okay all right and and
2: so i just fell into it when i took the position at the school board. I was the budget specialist, but along with that came, um, I had to supervise the school bookkeeping resource assistants. And those were the ones that go out to the schools and train the bookkeepers. So I sort of fell into it and um, I learned from it because I came into a situation where I had two individuals who had been there for over 20 years. So they weren't very welcoming. Right. So, um, you know, you just learn to get their respect. And at the end of the day, after I left, I think I still did not have one of them, but, you know, you did the best you had to be fair and to learn what you needed to do. And, you know, to always make sure that they knew that I was, I had their backs for everything. I was always supportive and I wanted to learn what they were doing. So, you know, to make them feel like, okay, I've, I've done this for 20 years, over 20 years, you know, what are you bringing here? So you have to really prove yourself. And after doing that, you know, it made me realize that yes, I can bring a group together and we can all work as long as we're working towards the same goal. We just make sure our bookkeepers are, are trained well. I get the budget done on time and, you know, you have a good group around you and you kind of like grow into being a better leader from it.
0: Right, right, right. So as, as you developed over the course of your career, um, who's kind of been the biggest influence on the way you lead in your life, you know, and not and that's just talking on the job, but just in general, right? Because it's it's not just forty hours a week; it's everything, right? Some of the skills you learn, you use everywhere. So, who's kind of been the biggest influence? And it doesn't have to be just one person, but
2: my my parents, but of course, my dad. I mean, I, my dad has such a great work work ethic, and he when he retired at seventy five, he had worked for Ford Motor Company for over fifty mm-hmm. years, and um, he managed a department, and his salespeople were always very successful. They won awards and, you know, by them winning awards, it made him look good. And, you know, it just showed that he was a great leader. They wanted to work hard for him. And, um, I just watched that and I thought, oh, that's great. You know, it's nice that you can empower people around you and, you know, you have people that respect you enough to want to work hard for you. And so, and, you know, I mean, and my mom, you know, she ran the household while he was working and she was a great leader, a really great leader. And, uh, you know, it just kind of like made you think, okay, that's how I want to be too. Yeah. You know? and,
0: and, and, I would think that work in one place for you know, 40 years. Over. Over 40 years. Yes. You know, today's environment, you don't find that. No. Right. It's, yep. you know, everybody, you're moving different jobs or whatnot. It takes a different type of leader yes. to lead the same or the same type of group for that long.
2: Yes. Yes. So. It was tough. I mean, but, he did it and uh, you know he he didn't want to retire and finally at seventy five we said, Dad, come on, it's time to retire. So um proud of him. But good, good. but he was a great leader. Yeah. I mean he's still a great leader, right? Still a good dad.
1: I'd say the same. My parents. Um, they both instilled always showing up, being present, being kind, and working hard and doing your best because everybody's best could be a little different. My mom um, was a behavior specialist when I was going through school and growing up. She's currently a guidance counselor in Ohio. And so she always just tells us to always be kind because you never know what somebody's going through because unfortunately sometimes she doesn't see the best for uh, those kids. And then my dad, he um, was a workaholic and worked for Publix. He was a bakery manager for many years kind of got burnt out and found something he loved to do, which is work on cars. So he's a mechanic now. But um, in October of 2019, he was in a hit and run motorcycle accident. And um, I would say, aside from that being a very traumatic experience, it was also a very rewarding experience and seeing how many people he has impacted. Um, I've told my team before that it was so nice to see um, how many people showed up to check in on him and his employer Loved him. Every day they would text me, they're like, We need our guy back. We love him. We miss him. He's such a hard worker. So it just goes to show his right. work ethic. You right. know, one guy, I don't know how many mechanics there are that work there, but they really cared about him. And right. to me, that means he's doing something right.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. Well, well, and the great thing about that is, you know, you don't, It leadership isn't depend on where you are in the org chart, right? Correct. So, so whether you're frontline or whether, are, you know, you can be a leader because, you know, like the John Maxwell definition of leadership, leadership is influence. Yes. You know, that's what it is. So.
1: Well, and my dad really prides himself on like being the honest guy. He doesn't want you to fix something just because he could make a sale or anything. He, he's the one who tells you we can, we can make a temporary fix or whatever. So I think they just really appreciate his honesty all of Mm -hmm. the time. So.
0: Right. Okay. So any lessons about leadership or challenges, successes that you'd like to share?
1: Challenges, I would say, learning to not always take things so personally. Mm -hmm. Um, In the internal services branch, um, we tend to be the ones who set the rules or are the ones who make sure the rules are followed, especially in our department. And um, unfortunately, I think sometimes if departments or members of teams don't understand our role, they just think we're the mean guys that tell them they can't (laughs) buy things. Um, But really, it's our opportunity to teach them the why we've we've recently met with several departments and had one-on-ones with them to explain the why so they understand it's not us sitting in an office deciding what they can or can't do it's ensuring we're following statutory requirements um, accounting requirements reporting requirements and all of that. right right right
2: same thing um, with the munis system it lately it's been a little unstable okay. so it in the middle of the day For no reason, it just goes down. So it's difficult sometimes to maintain a positive attitude, um, making sure my team has a positive attitude as they're receiving the phone calls and the emails, and I'm in the middle of a check run and it went down. And um, trying not to take it personally because, you know, a lot of individuals are thinking, what are they doing over there? Or, you know, we'll receive emails. I uh, used to be able to do this. You know, what did you do to my permissions? Things like that. So to try not to take everything personally and um, keeping my team positive, but they do a great job staying positive because it's not our fault. It just might be an internet issue. It just might be something that it, it went down for no reason. But we've really been tested the last few months, and you know we have no explanation for it. It just goes down, and sometimes it's not at the right times, but trying to maintain composure and we share space with Jessica's team and purchasing. And so, you know, a lot of the times when we're talking, we try not to be negative because we don't want that to flow over into the other departments. So we try to just, you know, keep our feelings to ourselves or they'll come in my office and we'll scream. (laughs) But um, I would say
1: one of our department successes on both sides is our collaboration with the clerk's office. Um, With the ERP team, Mm -hmm. it's not just the county's records that we maintain or that we host. It's also the clerk's. And so we've helped bridge the gap between the two groups. And we work very closely with quite a few people over there. And we're kind of the go-to team when we need something to coordinate with them.
2: Correct. And with our team, we um, our users are both the clerk and the board. So we like Jessica said, we bridge the gap and you know, we see the issues that the clerk might have. And for us, we might look at it as a training opportunity. Oh, we, we see these same issues coming through. Oh, we maybe we need to retrain some people on certain things. So it is kind of good. And yes, collaborating with fiscal is it just makes us stronger. Right,
0: right. Okay. So and you mentioned earlier that you are kind of a back office support. Right. And in, in which is kind of what internal services yeah. is, right? And I I've had Eric in here and Bob uh to talk about some things, same type of on leadership things, but you know, when your your team is processing invoices or working with ERP and, and all that, how do you connect them to what the work that's going on for the community? Right. Because you get if you get so involved in the ERP system or you munis and the frustration there are with invoices and, and just processing payment or telling somebody, Hey, this doesn't comply. You can't do it this way. Right? How do you connect your team to the work that's happening on the front lines? I mean, Marcia was in here last month, right? And she was in here. She was so proud because they had at that point housed 218 individuals, homeless individuals. Uh, they're up to 225, 230. Now I can't remember the number, but they, ha- you know, they have direct impact, but they don't do that without the work y'all do. So how do you connect your team to that?
1: Um, Actually, I think with all the negative that came with COVID, that was one of the positives because our team, day in and day out, paying vendors is obviously very important, but it doesn't necessarily impact them or show them how they're important um, and what they do day to day. But with COVID, we were able to see how the, the coronavirus relief funds we received were going to help the community, and we were the ones solely responsible for processing all the transactions related to that those funds. And so I think that was really eye opening, especially when we did the emergency rental assistance, mortgage assistance. They got to see they were helping people keep their roofs over their (laughs) heads. Yes. Um, But day to day, we just try to remind them that if they didn't have us, things wouldn't run smoothly and um, vendors wouldn't want to work with us and uh, things would take a lot longer. Um, But I think they I think they know um, what we do is important because We're the ones that they call on a
2: lot of the time. Our departments depend on us for a lot. Right. And if Munis is not up and running or running correctly, they can't be paying those invoices for the CARES and for all of the funding that we've been receiving. So my team understands that we need to make sure that our system is up and running at all times to be able to support all of the users in the county because we are here to support the county. Right. So. Right.
0: Yeah, in in you know the strategic plan and the goals, you know timely payment isn't necessarily listed right as a is a is a strategic goal, right? But without that, you don't we don't do the other things, right? We we don't have the ability to clean storm drains or repair roads or deliver clean water or as Mar- Marcy you know was in here last month, you know rehouse people that are that are on the street. So so great, so. How do you continue to build and work to improve your leadership skills both professionally and personally
2: um, Just being a good communicator with my team i mean i we we have a great um communication amongst all of us i We have weekly meetings and um everybody you know gives their opinions on the things what's going on. Does anybody need help because we found that um Prior maybe a year or so ago, we would find out that we would have two team members working on the same project or the same issue, and why are we having why are we having two resources or two or three resources working on the same thing? So we have weekly meetings, and first we start off our meetings with. Um, so what's new? Like you know, what's in, what did you do this weekend, and what's what's for fun this weekend coming up, and things like that. So we we have a little bit of a personal involvement there, and then we you know communicate what's going on, what do we need to focus on this week, what's the important thing. So I feel like by you know just keeping up with your team and, and making them feel like they are part of something, and you know we're all working towards the same goal. I think that's how you just keep. You know, you you go with whatever the flow is, basically, and whatever is happening, you just evolve with it. You know, over time. Same. We we don't necessarily do
1: weekly meetings, um, but we do monthly meetings. We do them with just the fiscal side, but then once a month, we get together both groups to make sure um, it's important for her team to hear if our team is experiencing issues that we just think is something silly, and turns out it's something they could assist us with, and it, it creates a a better efficiency in us getting work done. Um, but also I'm a part of ICMA, FCCMA, GFOA. So those professional affiliations are really helpful for networking and right. keeping up and learning what others are doing. Um, because we don't always need to reinvent the wheel for right. things. Um, I also just completed green belt training. Oh, so
0: you get the green shirt. On.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I think anything that makes you better in any capacity helps mm-hmm. with leadership. Mm -hmm. Because I can give those tools to my teammates or, you know, tell them, hey, you should really look at this class because I loved it.
0: Right. So, you know, you walk into your area and on the wall has these paintings that, you know, say fiscal team. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So those on our staff appreciation or staff development days, that's what we spend our days doing. So we take a vote and find out what everybody wants to do. And apparently we have, since we deal with numbers and computers all day, they want to get crafty. So everybody picked a letter and created their own painting. Um, so it was kind of unique, but we all followed um, kind of a similar color scheme. But it makes sort it sort of it's a nice introduction when you walk into our suite. Right. Um, but it's just nice because it, it matches each person's personality as well.
2: And it was fun that day because some some of them were very, very creative and others like myself, maybe not so much. So, you know, it was kind of fun to like collaborate and say, hey, you know, can you fix this here? Or somebody had a good idea for like the A or whatever. So it was kind of fun and it was kind of fun to see other people's abilities. I mean, we had some great, we have some creative people on that side. So it was kind of fun to see that, but.
0: Numbers all day and then crafts later. Yes, yes.
2: Great team building. Yeah, right. we've had some great team building over the years. Yes.
0: Right. And you mentioned, you know, making sure you get to know your people and talk yes. about what's going on yes. outside of work. Yes. Um, you know, how, how do you think that helps?
2: It helps a lot because you develop this relationship. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going in like looking to develop new friendships that we're going to hang out after work, but I want them to know that I care. Like I care. like you know, how's you know your 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 child was sick yesterday. How's your child feeling today? Or how's your mom feeling? or what did you do this weekend? I heard you were going, you know, to a party. How was the party? So it it makes everybody like really understand that we all we are like a team. not only we're we a team, but we're sort of like a family, mm-hmm. and we care about one another. Right. And um, and i I like that because I just it makes you want to come to work, right? I feel like you know, you if you know somebody cares about you, and I truly care about my team. I have a great team. i, I have built a really nice team. I brought, recruited two from the school board, and <laughs> you know we're, we're just like it's, – it's a great team. Right, right, right. It really right. is.
0: Right. Well, and you're, I mean, you're describing engagement, right? Yes. Employ- being engaged with your employees and your employees being engaged in the work they do, where they, they, Monday morning is not – you don't dread Monday morning. You're excited to go to work because the impact you have. Yes. Right? That's, yes. You know, I tell people that's a little different than job satisfaction. Job satisfaction is I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my job. But engagement is completely different.
2: Yeah, we have some fun, like with with WebEx. You know, we'll send little beams to each other, like, "Oh, it's Monday morning," and you know, you're like dragging, or it's like Friday, <laughs> we're running out of here. So, so we have a lot of fun, right, but right. we get the work done.
0: Yes. All right. So, how do you uh, kind of identify and raise leaders in your group?
2: As long as you um, empower them, I like self starters. On our on our team, we have to have a lot of self starters because we'll have issues that come up all the time and. Um, I have a great group that they see an issue come up. They don't have to come running to me saying, what do you think we should do? They, if, if it's something that they need to reach out to Tyler support for they'll do it. So as long as you let them know that their ideas are important or, you know, what do you think we should do with this? Like, it's not all of, okay, I think you should do this. You should do this. What do you think? Like you, you get their opinions on things and let them know that their opinions matter. And, you know, and as long as they know that we're all working towards one goal, and it doesn't matter how we all get there as long as we get there and we get there efficiently.
0: Right. Oh, I love it. love it.
2: I'd say about
1: the same. <laughs> um, we on our side again, what we do is not necessarily always exciting. Um, but you you definitely see the ones who who want to understand why, who, who want to invest the time to understand like all of the complexity of it complexities of it it's not just paying an invoice it's trying to understand that it's related to this project that's you know building a new building or not necessarily in our case but paving a road or or just a new erp system or maintenance just the things we use day to day it helps put in perspective what's happening around the county um so i think they kind of i i guess in our group all of them they all just want to do their best and just seeing that they all genuinely care. So they, they're kind of doing it on their own. And Arlene, who is not here, is the assistant director. <laughs> she is great at like encouraging them to go back to school, to get the degrees, to um, better themselves personally and professionally. She I, she's phenomenal with that. Every month when she meets with them, she checks in on the status of them, and she just really encourages them to want to do more. You know, there are people who are content with what they're doing, but she's like, "Are you sure you still have you still have some time? Maybe you want to go back to school." So I, I, I think in our group, the way we hire, we hire people who, who we haven't had one person who doesn't want to move up, right. right. So and we've right. actually lost a few recently. And I mm-hmm. as much as we hate to see them go, I love it because it means we're doing something right. If people right. want exactly. to steal the people that we helped, right. you know, mm-hmm. bring to the county.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, hopefully they stay inside the county. Yeah, and they do. Yeah. They have. Yeah. Right. Although yes. every once in a while we'll push a bird out of the nest if yes. we need to, right? Because yes. yes. they need to sometimes. So yes. so <clears throat> any tools or wisdom you want to share with our listeners, you know, kind of things that help you that maybe would help somebody else?
2: I think as long as you respect each other. You you have to earn the respect. And once you get it, I think you just keep it, you communicate, you show them that you care, you're kind, but yet, you know, you have to maintain, we have to maintain, we, we have a job to do. That's number one. But at the same time, while we're doing that job, they know that someone really truly cares about them. And if there's an issue, I'm there. I mean, they know that my team knows that I have their back on anything. So, and I think if they know that, and, um, I think they just can, They'll, they'll be successful right. and we'll have a successful team.
0: Right. Which is a little different than what, you know, we are the American style, right? Right. You know, it's so.
2: Yeah. I would say listening and engaging,
1: mm-hmm. um, listening to what their wants and needs are, whether it's the employees or your customers, just understanding how they feel, whether it's just a bad day, whether you agree to disagree on something or whether somebody just came up with a brilliant idea. It, it's listening to what they have to say. Listening
0: and engaging, that's Mm -hmm. great. No, great, great, I really appreciate it. So thanks for being here. we And now I got lightning round, so. Uh, Yeah, well, (laughs) I think you know some of these questions, so.
2: (laughs) Yes, we've watched, I've watched a few.
0: (laughs) Well, then I'm gonna mix it up then. (laughs) Okay. Oh yeah, how about that? But I gotta start with the one. Everybody wants to know, The Office or Parks and Rec?
2: To be honest, I've never watched either. But my kids have told me The Office is the best. Okay. So that's my answer. The office all day. The
0: office all day. Yes. Yeah, Steve Carell. Yeah. Hard to beat that. Um, so, what's the place you want to most most want to travel to next?
2: My favorite place in the world is Italy. Okay. That's where um, my roots are. My husband was born in Sicily. Okay. So prior to COVID, we were visiting every year. We've been to most regions there, and I can't get enough of it. So as soon as restrictions are lifted, I'm going.
0: Yeah, it's a. I've been to Sicily. Yes. The, the, the naval base there mm-hmm. off a little bit. It's a beautiful area. Beautiful. beautiful it's area. beautiful. So.
1: Scotland and Ireland.
0: Scotland and Ireland. Those
1: are my family's roots. And my mom has wanted to go for years. And we actually planned something for her 60th birthday. And then COVID happened. <laughs> so as soon as travel restrictions permit. Right. We would really like to get over there. Good. Just to see the history.
0: So everybody's going east. Yes. Mm-hmm. Going across the Atlantic. Yep. So. Um, dawn or dusk. Morning, evening. Oh,
2: dawn for me. I'm up four forty going to the gym. I'm more of a night owl. I'm, I can get up and be
1: happy and productive in the morning, but
2: I tend to stay up late. I like
1: to sleep in on on my days off. Okay. All
0: right. All right. All right. So, so um, since you didn't watch Office or Parks and Rec, so what was your favorite TV show growing up?
2: Oh my gosh, I used to love The Brady Bunch. Okay. Partridge Family. Um, what else? Hmm. Well, there was a lot of interesting ones back then, but yeah, basically weren't. the Brady Bunch. I love yeah. that show. Right, right.
1: I actually like all the black and white shows. Like I love Mr. Ed. And Green <laughs> oh, Acres. Oh, that was cute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Save <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saved by the Bell. Yeah, Saved by
0: the Bell. Yeah, we were the remote between Gunsmoke and Bonanza and all that during the summer. My dad. We only had like three channels. My so.
1: dad loved the Rockford Files, so oh, I, yeah. okay, I I okay. grew to love it oh, because yeah. we watched it
0: all, all the time. Right. All right. <laughs> yes. So living in Florida, we don't necessarily have the four seasons here, but if you had to choose, what's your favorite season? Fall. Fall? Yes. Which we, I guess, technically it it's day two.
2: Yeah. Yes. Definitely fall. I love the crispness and the air and...
0: Which hasn't mm. arrived just yet. Not
2: yeah. yet. But if you're in Chicago, you get a nice fall yes, there. Yes, you do. You, you do. a very yeah. nice fall there. You but, do. You do. Yeah. So,
0: all right. Well, hey, thank you very much again for joining us. I really appreciate this discussion. Uh, I learned a lot. I always do when we have Good. these. And special thanks to our media relations team who made this effort possible. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Pasco Podcast. I'm Dan Biles. Until the next one. For more information on Pasco County government, please visit mypasco.net and check us out on Facebook and Twitter.